Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 10th episode of Talk Local. Um, this was a, a very special one. Um, we were joined in studio with um, Caesar Esquivel, an Iraq-Afghan veteran who's doing a lot of really cool stuff from a communal standpoint. And he brought in a special guest, uh, Miguel Cisneros, who is a, um, a creative. He does a lot of video production, and he also does a lot of community work, especially with the Boys and Girls Club. And um, they they have a great mission, and they're doing a lot of really awesome things. And the conversation, um, I think, goes a little bit over an hour, but it's just one of those that is, um, for us, very rewarding because we get a chance to kind of dive into what it's like to live that north and south of 30, um, I guess, obstacle and that um, divide and how um, important it is to kind of keep these conversations going. So, um, again... The interview's over a little bit over an hour, and it was. Uh, I want to give them a special thanks for coming in. It was awesome stuff, and um, really talked about how uh, that um, mental hurdle for a lot of people, whether it's a, a, an adolescent living in the inner city or a veteran coming back from a war, and how much that's related. It's it's fascinating. So um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, so here is uh, my interview with uh, Miguel Cisneros and Cesar Esquivel. You guys are here both kind of promoting something really awesome that I, when I met you, Caesar, that it was like really cool to hear is that you were starting this nonprofit that was called Veteran Space. Um, and it's really just kind of like an adult boys and girls club for these dudes and these women who are coming back and are dealing with a lot of these situations that they're just kind of giving them a chance to form a community and express themselves creatively, right? Yes, sir. Sum it Absolutely. up. Um, so that's kind of the end game, though. And I mean, it definitely you guys got the motive to do it. And I, I kind of want to fill people in a little bit on the story, especially from like that perspective, because I've never served, man. Um, I, I have no idea about the the dedication, the the emotions behind it, the stuff that even went on for the most part. I mean, I hear things, you know, um, but I don't, you know, it's, it's just an insane kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, if we kind of can rewind a little bit, so you're, you're definitely, you're, you're you said you spent eight years mm-hmm. over, right? And uh, were you, so you were in the Navy? Yeah, I was in the Navy. Um, okay. Uh, a lot of people don't really realize that the Marines, they're Marines, but the Marines also have to, have, they have to get treated by, they can't treat themselves. So, for every 40 Marines, there's one one Navy guy, and I'm just, just as a Navy corpsman. Really? And I was a, a Marine medic for eight years. Um, I did two deployments to Iraq um, with the infantry unit, um, you know, doing patrols and, you know, kind of just... Then my third deployment, I deployed with a surgical company where I kind of um, deployed with doctors and nurses and was able to, to provide a different uh, echelon of care than I did my first two deployments. So. My first two deployments were boots on ground, and my third deployment I deployed in wow. in, a, in, in it was mobile. We set up a mobile ER, mobile emergency room. So what's that? What's so just for? I don't know. I've never been there. So what, what's the landscape like over there? How's the like? What's the people like? Is it? Is there any kind of comp when it comes to like the United States? Is it like? What kind of mentality are we dealing with at that point? See, this is this is something that um, you know, I realize you know, going to Purdue and taking sociology class, I. My mind was blown because um, when I was over there, I didn't see them as people. You know, all I cared was about my my guys, and that was it. I didn't care. Um, if I could save a tourniquet or if I could save a, 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 a dressing and not use it on one of them, I wouldn't. Crazy. I would save it for myself or for one of my guys. And looking back on it, you know, it's just, it really... I felt like an empty vessel for a long time because I just, I had to do some really cold stuff and like a lot of the stuff and the smells that I, that I, that I'm accustomed to are way different than, than, than a lot of other people and it's just, 
I get triggered very easily, you know. So yeah. yeah, well, I know there was a time where when I was in school, I went to Purdue yeah, for English, and there was a time where we had like these three or four um, vets who were who just out who established like some kind of community on on campus, and they would come in and talk, man. And, and a lot of the things they were they would really kind of express is just they would because of the scenario and because of not really knowing the enemy in any capacity whether that was a child or whether that was um a, like a person who's strapped you know with a bomb or whether it was a gun from a distance it was just this level of paranoid that was just tough to shake for a lot of those guys and can you speak to that at all or yeah the, um just i couldn't be around anybody else that i couldn't be around people you know this is this is definitely five years ago. I would rather I would rather swallow a bullet than step in front of a microphone. You know really? what I mean? Like you know, like that's just um, I would never thought I'd be doing this right now. Let alone like my hands are are drenched in sweat right now. <laughs> Do you need anything? You need, like uh, water or something? No, I, I. This is kind of uh, this is where you get better. Sure. You force sure. yourself uh, to get past the situation. You, not focus on the stuttering. Not focus on the on the, fl- the fluctuation of emotions. Like you know, like stay in it. You know, like I I couldn't like any other time I would have got up and left because it's because <clears throat> I don't like feeling this. I don't like yeah. people seeing this, but it happens all the time. But if you stay in it and it goes away over time, you know what I mean. Like sure, man. I know. I I, I gotta give to be completely honest, totally transparent. Like I've never done this before until like three months ago. So, like, the anxiety you're talking about, I talk about it on my Sunday podcast all the time, man. Like, I am dealing with a whole level of insecurity that I never imagined. I felt like three years ago, I was pretty self-confident. And, of course, I feel like I still am, but not to the level I am today um, or or before. And I felt like if you would have told me I was going to be in the social media world, I would have been like, you're out of your mind. That's, That's like, you know, disease stuff you know, tech, but then it's become such an everyday part of it. And I was always behind the scenes and I felt comfortable there. And now it's like, you listen back to these podcasts, you're like, you sound like an asshole. You look fat all the time on these video things. It's like, it plays with you, man. And then like, even times where it's like, we have these little audiences and it's like, um, you start having these conversations and like the Facebook live kicks on. And now it's like, you feel like you're actually being an actor and it's a lot of anxiety. And I, I, you know, I don't know. I can totally relate is why I'm saying that. Okay, and there's times where that. I literally want to just get up and just sprint out of the room so I don't have to do it from an, from an inside standpoint. So I get it, man. So if you need any, like, time, let me know. Oh, no, no. Let me know because no, it's, it's just it crazy. Gets, it gets easier. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't, like, uh, with him, um, like seeing seeing my friends in front of a microphone and seeing their different personas, seeing the, their abilities, that's what got me interested in, in podcasting. Like, you know, we we got we got a microphone just 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 because I wanted one, and we started talking and we had we had conversations like we've never had before. You know what I mean? It's crazy, and it's insane right? how just we haven't listened to them either. I know one conversation it was so intense that he he was telling me I can't do something, and I just got so upset that you know I I, I even told him I said in five years from now we're gonna play this podcast and I'm gonna show you everything I accomplished, and he started. He, he started smiling and he was like, "That's what I wanted to get from you, man." Nice, and, nice. And, it, it, yeah. just... and, and it, you know, using the <laughs> media and the arts and this type of stuff, podcast mm-hmm. uh, was a way to kind of break him from that uh, PTSD and kind of just get yeah, him man. his his you know get him to dabble in something that he's not used to. And again, it would just be me and him, and he would react 
way worse than way this, worse. you know? And it was just me and him. Yeah, Nobody it was just me and really, him. Really, so, you know, I, I saw, and, and that was a way we could open up discussion on what we were going through mentally. Because, I, again, I knew what he was going through uh, dealing with the inner city youth. So I saw the parallels between the PTSD from war and the PTSD that these kids on the street have. I saw it, and I was like, wait a minute. You're mm-hmm. suffering the same thing this guy's suffering. Like, and I saw it, and I was like, okay, we need to find a way to kind of just help our community. And that's kind of like, he was already doing veteran space. He had the idea before I came into the picture. I was just kind of like the catalyst to help him and, and, sure, and yeah. teach him how to do, you know, run, get the right equipment and just put my knowledge to help him, uh, you know, get better. And that's what I do, too, in, in the community uh, via the arts. I use the arts. I'm a, I'm a cinematographer, so... That's my medium, but I do audio and I'm able to teach. Again, I was a teacher, so I, I use the, those little, everything I know to help my community. And I'm still figuring it out, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I talk to yeah, him all the time. This, I'm still, yeah, that's, it's all new experiences. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out the best way to, to maximize my help to what I'm trying to do with the community. Uh, because, I'm, again, like we said earlier, this is what got me out of the, the quote-unquote streets. If it wasn't for this type of stuff, these mediums, this new medium, di- digital mediums, I would probably be doing something r- really bad right now or not even be here. And that's 100% honest, you know. And w- uh, again, going back to our podcast, we were 100% open with our lives and what's going on so that he could feel comfortable. I let him know what's on my mind and what I go through on a day to day so he yeah. could better just be like, oh, wait, different people go through what I go through. It's just in a different way. No, he's, and, he's the first person to tell me, okay. Cause, Let's um, do it. Yeah. No, sure. no, no, it was kind of, um, he said, it's okay. What did you tell me? Like, it's okay. No big deal. Like, or what did you say? Oh, no, he said, sometimes you just can't. And I was like, okay. Man, it's okay. And it's it's okay. okay because and nobody's like, ever said he, that yeah, to me. Yeah. And like, nobody's ever put no. He was never no pressure. Like he told me, he's like, he's like, I know, I know what you're going through, and you just can't do it right now, so don't worry about it. Interesting. And then he comes over, and sometimes he tells me you can, and I'm at a rave with him, dancing with some headphones on, like I've never danced before. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, and that's that's the kind of friends that you don't really find. You know, friends that have conversations, friends that come over to, to have some beers and watch the game, and instead of saying, hey, let's brainstorm, let's 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 clear the whiteboard today. Let's work for 45 minutes before we have a drink and then focus on each other, help each other out. And that's kind of how we started Veteran Space with them. We didn't have a whiteboard. We had we had a ceramic floor and dry erase markers, and we would just brainstorm just off of each other's ideas. And then, awesome. um, and then it started to, like, people wanting to come over, and then he, he was like, dude, people want to come over? And then it's just like, it, it's, it's just how we just kept going. And, um, yeah. And when did that start? Couple years ago, a couple it's years gonna ago, it's going to be two years in a cut, co- and this summer coming up, so a year and a half. Yeah, it's been, got you. Yeah, it's been a year and a half. So, um, you guys were talking about that podcast stuff, and it's the same thing, man. Like we, when we first started this, Josh and I, we we went kind of dove into it, and just kind of like see what happens. You know, we didn't release the first four, or was it two? I don't remember. Uh, I think it was the first four. First four, yeah. We just didn't even do it. We were just kind of see if it was something that was going to stick. And then as time went on, we start, you know, you start establishing that baseline, and you start kind of growing on top of it. And it just came to kind of, you know, we're still improving. You know, I think we've got plans for the next week or two to kind of really drive this thing even forward more. You know, but um, no, it's a anything you guys know, man. You guys, when you put yourself out there, there's those times where it's like, you know you can't worry about what people are thinking about. You just got to do it for the right reasons. And that's just being creative, you know, and just making something new, 
you know. Absolutely. So it's cool. Um, so yeah, the um, so I, being in the nonprofit world, like I understand that like the half the battle with this stuff is getting funding, man. You know, and so like, how are you guys doing with that kind of situation? Do you guys have any fundraising situ- like well, concepts uh, or grants or anything like um, that? Right now, um, I'm, we're looking for grant writers, and right now I have a I'm working on a few grants myself um, with a few friends and. Um, I actually have the whole year planned out with events. You know, I have a, at, least, at least one event each month. Hopefully, hopefully two from you know um, from five Ks to um, to just fundraisers. You know, um, what kind of events you got? So you got the five Ks. You got the fundraisers. Just, what else uh, we, you got? Uh, you know, like a cornhole tournament. We oh, have cool. a couple. Uh, we have um, me and my other friend Robert. We're, we're building um, desktop arcades. Um, cool. And well, we're building them for the boys and girls club. And he was like, "Dude, we should create these and have a." a a video game tournament where you set up a Street Fighter tournament or something, and yeah. or so we're coming up with a game now. We got all kinds of different ideas written down right now. It's just a matter of just selecting locations, and um, and getting sponsors. Because right now, I haven't reached out to any sponsors yet because um, I, I just I want to help out the community first before for Venture Space is fine for now. You know what I mean? Like I want to help the community first and then start collecting funding for us so right now Heck yeah man my my main objective is to, to to revamp this boys and girls club that's down the street from my house and that's cool as soon as i finish there then i, I can say you know then i can help out start collecting funds for veteran space we haven't we haven't we've been you know doing okay without funds now so this just i figured we help them out first and then yeah yeah then, do ours well how many so what, just kind of to get an idea how many people are like are attending veteran space at this point like how many people are like kind of like members oh right now it's um it's just um so far probably like 12 12 12 um that's cool so they come in and out just they come in and out um some of them just they're just curious um i have a few uh guitarists i have a few violinists that want to come see the the what eventually veteran space is going to be we're going to have workshops for all the stuff that we have you know if if you're a guitarist and you want to come donate an hour of time, you can have a workshop and people could come and learn for the guitar for an hour, you know. And it's just right now us finding veterans for veteran space, you know, for the departments like him. He's gonna hold a workshop for. Uh, I think he chose video intro to video. He's gonna teach intro to video workshop. Cool. Um, and it's I'll have to be, take that one. <laughs> I am too. And the yeah, cool, thing, yeah, is, the cool yeah. thing is, is, is he wants to set it up so that if ten people show up, they sign up, you know, they come to the workshop. Um, I told him I said if. 10 people don't show up and there's four slots I'm going to my house picking up my mom picking up my sister <laughs> picking up my kids taking them over Get they're going to crew in the car them. and like for me I'm going to do a, 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 I'm going to teach Spanish this is my intro to Spanish workshop oh cool um, and I'm going to and I'm also going to do an intro to um, to the military I'm going to do the Boys and Girls Club I'm going to introduce uh, the military to them kind of uh, the benefits um, you know all the good stuff and then the bad stuff because they you know I don't want them to, to I want them to get the whole thing, but I want them to also get it not from a recruiter, but from an actual yep. somebody that is recommending it and not getting paid for it. So it's going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, man. So I feel, I feel like if I go and I say, hey, you know, let me get the 15 to 18 year old kids. Um, if you guys, my name's Caesar. I'm going to hold a workshop in the senior room on Wednesdays. If you guys want to learn around the military, I'll teach whatever you guys want to learn. I'll bring my computer. I'll have a PowerPoint. Just kind of show just some the ins and outs, just some the differences between being enlisted, between being an officer, reservist, you know, just some the benefits of school. Like, and people don't know, but I get paid $1,300 a month just to go to school. That's awesome. And then I, if I decide to work at the veteran's office, it's even, you know, I, I get paid yeah. to do my homework, you know, it's like, 
I can make How's that GPA trip. now? Oh, uh, <laughs> pretty good. No, nice, I nice, a, nice. I think I had two A's and a, and a B. Yeah, nice, man. So, That's cool. Yeah, it's a little bit different when you're not 15, you know, let 16 me, years let me old. Go, let me go back right now. <laughs> I would definitely not overthink it, you know? Yeah, so I guess... The couple things that, like, I guess is a little bit, I want to kind of make sure that we're kind of hitting on. So I know we're talking about, um, I guess, that inner city kind of um, kind of creating those outlets for those kids and two. But we're also talking about creating a veteran space. So those are two completely different things, right? It's kind of just all in one. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out how to bridge the gap between both uh, because of the location of veteran spaces in Hammond. Oh. So we're trying to just, like, get both worlds and kind of, again, maximize what I do. Because everything you explained right now, like he said, workshops and that, I have a space on the east side of Chicago where I just do that. You know, I, I, I've gotten yeah. Veteran space like, isn't going to be just at my house yeah. or at the location. We're going to be mobile. Um, I'm going to host workshops at the Boys and Girls Club. I'm going to stream live. You know, like I'm gonna. So the Boys and Girls Club is going to be serving as a venue for you. It's going to be a. It's going to be my hub. You know, until I, until I until I help them out as much as I can. Like I literally go in there. All the basketball rooms, the indoor basketball rooms were broken. Um, the foosball table's broken. The foosball tables, guys are missing heads. They have screws this big hanging out their backs. Um, there's pool balls flying all over the place. They have five TVs with nothing plugged into them. They don't have any dodgeballs. They don't have any footballs. They have more golf clubs than they have anything else. Mm. And from the 70s, probably, it's just... It, I was there to go hang out with Julio just to see what he was working on. And I was like, I can't leave. You're talking Julio Guerrero. Yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I was like, I can't leave. So I told him, I said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to come two hours every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I'm going to donate some time. So on Mondays, I, I, would, I would take my computer and a microphone and a webcam. And I would record these kids and ask them what they wanted, what they needed. It wasn't Girls Club. And then on Wednesdays, um, I would go, uh, I took, I donated all my art supplies. So I would host art night at one Wednesdays. And then on Fridays, I'd take my Xbox and my Connect. And I'd have a game night, and I would um, just uh, play with them, dance with them. And it started into, like, then uh, I was able to get them a Santa Claus. And uh, I had a, a toy drive two years ago that Bree helped me with. And I had all these toys just sitting in my basement, and I happened to get a Santa Claus. And for Christmas, we took the Santa Claus and the toys for her. But uh, it's just it's just turned into, like, um, I just want to help. Yeah, sure, yeah. man. And, and it was him going to the Boys and Girls Club. I felt like was a very uh, eye opener to to see what the world I deal with, because mm-hmm. he's never been around the inner city youth like that, and seeing the, the the problems and what's going on with these kids. And once he he got there and he knew the, the real. severity and the the realness of what's going yeah. on, it was shocking. It's, it's 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 yeah. it's turning to just a place where parents take kids. There's no, it's just. Yeah, and it's sad. It's real. I'll be real. I'll be honest with you. It's like a, a daycare almost. Like, oh, here you go. Yeah. I'll, I'll pick you up at this time. And that's, oh, that's it. That's, well, I think I'm trying yeah. to think of like, so I grew up in Hessville mm-hmm, yeah. from like um, fourth grade or third grade to about eighth grade. And we lived in the, um, I'm by like Ohio Street and there was a boys and girls club right there. And so I used to swing by there and like just kind of spend some time. So I'm definitely familiar with it. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Like it was just kind of like, I don't know, he showed up when he showed up and he left when he left, you know. Yeah. And there'd be events. There'd be like, you know, two on two basketball tournaments and stuff, which was fun. And then you'd be like, uh, just be a place to hang out, yeah. you know. And the, the stuff wasn't too bad in shape at that point. But 
you know, it's all neighborhood kids too. So you knew everybody, you know? So it was like that kind of, it was like a, a, a organized recess in a way. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So it's like crazy to see that that's kind of like changed over that time period, you know? And so which boys and girls club are you guys talking about in particular? It's the one on Calumet. The one on Calumet. So we're Hammond. Hammond, yeah. All right. So we're like towards like that whiting. It's a little, or Hammond High uh, City Hall. It's right, it's right by the. Oh, okay, so by 18th Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Of definitely. course, I know everything by where the brewery is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how my geography yeah, is. Yeah. Um, that's crazy, man. So, how did you get involved with the Boys and Girls Club then? Uh, I was first. Uh, I'd work with Julio, and we'd do events back in the day, like this is 2013, 14. We'd do art events there, that we'd we'd foot the bill, and we'd just like, hey, we want to do something for the kids and bring artists to from the the 219 to and the south side to come and talk to these kids and show them like hey look we're making a living off this and present that to them and do a day we annually do a day uh called art fest in uh in every september and it's something that you know me and me and julio have been working together for for years doing this stuff and we did uh we did that and i'd also do stuff uh with party in peace i don't know if you ever heard of them but Mm -hmm. uh we did uh, concerts with like Young Thug, Little Uzi there in, in our commu- in our park. So we'd bring like contem- contemporary rappers out here to the neighborhood. Ray Shermer, and these are this audience probably doesn't know what I'm talking about. It sounds foreign to them, but I work a lot with the hip hop scene in in Chicago. So we're able to bring like big name acts here to promote peace to these kids because they're not going to listen to me. This is what they listen to, you know. Right. Um, and I had, to, and we had to be real about it, you know. People would be like, "Why don't you bring this guy here? Those kids aren't gonna come see that guy. You have to bring the source here and have them in in their face, telling them, "Hey, man, this ain't cool," you know. Like, so they could listen. They're not. I could, I could preach to them and talk to them. And there's a few kids that will connect, but hearing it from them is a whole different perspective. And so we focus on different things like that. Again, in the community. Uh, doing via the arts we'd always it'd be based around music art anything we could do to help uh, because again I was a boys uh, I was a, in the boys and girls club as a, as a child in East Chicago so I always felt that place had a special place in my heart you know like it helped me learn a lot of things and it was very real when I was there in East Chicago there was fights on the bus every day it was fight. It was bad, you know. It was, uh, uh, and looking back, I'm able to, you know, not look at it negatively, but it helped mold who I am today, and teach me certain things that I wouldn't have learned. It, it, it hardened me, so I'm grateful for those experiences. But I felt like, oh wait, we could do it better, you know. Yeah. And yeah, we definitely could do it better, uh, in reaching the kids, uh, and again, maximizing, like I said, hit the his reach with the veterans and then the inner city youth and because it's all one in the same we're all suffering from the same thing you know like yeah again i saw the parallels between both communities the veteran community and then also the inner city youth and what they go through and 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 tie it to mental illness sure and you guys are hitting the streets you guys are in the forefront so has it changed for the better or worse when it comes to the inner city and those kind of dreams and ambitions being Repressed. Is that something that's getting better? Uh, I think now we're starting to open up conversations, like overall in the neighborhood, about that. That's it's kind of coming to the for, uh, to the light. You know, there was just a, a rapper that died. Uh, he overdosed, and he had uh, you know he was dealing with uh, withdrawal problems, and he he had a seizure, and he passed from that. And that opened up a conversation of because he openly said the reason I do all this stuff is because of my PTSD. 
So we're barely getting there in that community. Again, in our communities, we're not supposed to talk about this type of stuff. Where those problems aren't for us, we have real problems to deal with. Yeah. Where that second, like, no, you, we have to uh, figure out how to survive first. You know, every day is a survival instinct we have. So that other stuff is extra. And I think now we're we're starting to bridge the gap little by little. You know, it's getting there. It takes it's a long process. Sure, of, of man. Doing sure. This. You know, it, people don't is I, I say like a decade. You know, to undo the damage that has been done in these communities uh, that that I grew up in. Uh, you know, it's interesting you know, from my perspective, dude. Like, and I'm—it's uh, going to be a little different, I, th- I think. But um, I grew up so from, we'll say, freshman year to about—I don't know—so '97 to like 2001, two, three, somewhere in there. I was in that St. John area, you know. And um, it's amazing, and I'll be—I'm—I'm I'm guilty that like I—I I lacked mentorship, and I lacked the ability to kind of get that influencer in my life at that age, even at that side of things. So while it wasn't inner city. Um, I can definitely relate, man, and it's, I think it, I think it plagues those kids too. Yeah, that it's just it's hard to kind of get out there, man, and have those and, and be able to be told yes because you get told no all the time, and people want to talk down to you as much as it is, and I think that's a human thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. And so it's hard to kind of get over that. So I guess anytime that you got guys like yourselves going down and just like kind of doing some guerrilla marketing, you know, yeah, and yeah. getting into there, man, and like having those conversations with those kids and being able to provide those examples, I think that knows no bounds. That's a human thing. And so the more that we can kind of do that and create those collaborations and communities are awesome. So I commend you guys for even going that route. You yeah, know? definitely. And it, like to harp on the, the mentorship aspect, that's a big thing because we lack huge, that. Man. We lack that. And I, I was fortunate enough to have a mentor. He was a great mentor. He was a, a producer, uh, the legendary Traxter, and he took me into his company as, you know, as I was still in college learning this stuff. Right. Uh, and he saw and he picked me up and this guy you know he has he sold 30 million records and he introduced me to the other side of life and like how life's really right, supposed to right, be right right and, right yeah. and, and he he gave me knowledge he, that's what he gave me he gave me knowledge and opportunity mm-hmm. and that's all i needed and i realized like i have to hand that down to someone else because he didn't have to do that for me i still trying to wrap my head around why he did that for me you know yeah. what was it that he, he 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 knew like oh let me take you out of this situation and put you in here because you have something. So I feel like I always have to do that, you know, as my life mission, almost like, besides me doing video and all this. Yeah, like, no, for real. I feel like that's one of my duties. And I always talk to him about that, like, cause I'll, uh, I'll go, men- I'll have mental, uh, you know, like fights. No, you don't need to be doing this. Focus on you, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. Get paid. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I have that internal struggle all the time. And he's the only guy, again, those podcasts helped me open that dialogue of what was going on with me mentally. Like, why am I so torn about this, what I'm doing? It's a great cause. But then I, I would also feel like, wait a minute. Nobody else no, is doing yeah, anything. No one, yeah, no, no one else. Why am I here all alone doing this? Yeah, and man. no one cares but me. So yeah. I shouldn't care, you know? So. And when you spend that time doing that, you're kind of creating a little bit of vulnerableness. Mm-hmm. You're telling people that, hey, I needed help. I'm willing to yeah. give help. And then it's amazing how you start to focus on the ones that don't work out. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, you focus on the losses, you yeah. know. You're like, why yeah. am I worried about that one kid yeah. when I just saved four other ones exactly. and gave them a better opportunity? It's yeah. crazy how like the yeah. human brain works in that Definitely. sense, and that's know? us figuring that out, you know. And with you know PTSD and and depression and all this stuff yeah, that, man. that we're opening up discussion about. So it's us learning that because we were never taught that mm-hmm. as well, you know. As as we grow into adults and we're, we're you know we're getting older, so our perspective change and is to better help us uh, maximize our health. 
to to what we're trying to do. Just always try to, you know, point it back to that. You know, everything I do is to learn so I could better myself, so I could better help other people. And that's kind of the mission with everything we've been doing, me with this guy, you know? Yeah, I can relate, yeah. man. It's, <laughs> it's what keeps the, the, the drive alive for me, at least. I know from a passion standpoint, it's bringing that kind of like sense of what I feel like I visualize community to be and what I think is strength, you know, and benefits yeah. of it. But it's hard, man, because it's like, you're right. Like, you get into the everyday struggle of it and you lose sight of that sometimes, man. Yeah, definitely. You know? And it's okay to be honest about it and talk about it, you know? Before yeah. I wouldn't, I would be like, no, this egocentric or whatever it may be you know i wouldn't open discussion on that it's like it's okay like i tell them like and i tell all these these kids that they're dealing with all these problems i always tell them it's okay it's okay man like don't don't feel like it's the end of the world like it's okay we, we can figure this out right. we're all in this together all of us you know we yeah. all go through our, our struggles so instead like instead of let them burn yeah it's okay yeah, it's yeah okay. man. Let them figure it out. No, it's okay. <laughs> so it's uh, so you guys really feel like just through your experiences and stuff that internalizing that stuff's just not positive. You got to get that yeah. that vessel to have that conversation. Yeah, definitely because it'll it'll open someone else's mind on it. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, I feel the same way you do. And oh okay, it's okay. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And again, we've that revelation came to us when we were recording podcasts. We'd bump heads, mm -hmm. you oh. know, like we'd bump heads <laughs> on our 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 philosophies, but. It was for the better, again, to help him get better, to help him break this ice of, of his, you know. Oh, man, I can't tell you the, the, the anger he'd make me feel. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, it was constructive criticism, you know what I mean? It was, it was what I needed to hear, and, like, internally I didn't want to hear it. But it's hard, I, man. It, yeah, and I was, and through, you know, school, I had to be, uh, learn constructive criticism, you know, and as a kid from the hood, like, of course, I would react negative right away, what? Yeah. You don't like this? Oh, okay, I, I'm gonna I'm beat you up as soon as yeah, I get, yeah, we get yeah, out of class, yeah, you know, yeah. and I had to learn that, you know, I, and I had to unlearn everything I was taught, and then relearn mm -hmm. that, like, oh, yeah, it's okay, it's gonna make me, you know what, you're right. Let me use what you told me to make myself better. Sure, man. Yeah, and definitely, again, learn, uh, you know, in the inner city, and just in general, we're not even taught that to, to, to accept criticism. So, again, this is breaking, like, boundaries we're trying to do with the, the, the youth. Again, we focus on the youth and letting them get a, a step ahead of, of the curve, so to speak, and let them experience this stuff so that in, in, in the real world, you know, job market, they're able to better navigate themselves and, and, and maximize themselves. So, again, I always try to point everything back to you know the the mission at hand sure man that's awesome yeah yeah dude so that's a that's interesting to hear man so like from a long-term perspective how do you guys see that structure kind of setting up and like how do you kind of engage those kids more and kind of market it to where they are involved and engaged well i feel like what, uh, what you know like what we're doing is, is good and uh, i'm in interjecting what i've been able to do with hip-hop again because uh the rap culture and the hip-hop culture is something i'm i'm a part of and I feel like in the inner city, that's like the best hook for, for what I do to get them, the kids to even hear me out, you know? Like, again, we'll tell them, oh, we're and from EC, then right away it'll break the ice and they'll be like, oh, okay, you're one of us. Oh, you're oh, cool, well, if, you if, know? If, yeah. if, if I definitely am not trying to say join the military, join the military, join the military. That's why I'm going to approach them with everything else first. And then say the military. You know what I mean? I don't know if that made any yeah, sense. Yeah, we want to lay all the yeah. options and be like, like, whatever best suits you and what you're going through, look, there's different options. It doesn't yeah. have to be just this. Yeah. You know, for different people, it works. For You know, for different people, everyone's different. So, you know, in, in figuring that out, like I said, going back to that is what was worked for me was hip-hop. 
the music and stuff like that to, to hook kids into being like, okay, cool, into this way of thinking. Uh, for me, that's been the best best hook, and he has his own way of doing it. So it's, right now we're kind of, it's month two, so we're figuring out the best way to, to bring everything in like a cohesive package. Yeah, so yeah. We could, you know, well, market it. I mean, at least from hearing like what you guys were saying, it seems like you guys are talking about two different stages. You're talking mm-hmm. about the mentorship side of it, but you're also talking about how to kind of, um, have this kind of conversations to kind of have people deal with the situations that they've already been put in. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like a pre and post yeah, kind of thing that definitely. you guys are talking about. So it's really interesting to see that, like, and I guess that's why I kind of like the inner city stuff is awesome, you know, and like, don't get me wrong. Like, dude, that is incredible stuff you guys are doing. It's God's work. These nonprofits that do this stuff, people don't realize like how important that stuff is from um, just to kind of like provide that outlet, man. And so, so when it comes to this stuff, and like it sounds like you guys are kind of doing some self medication too when it comes to conversations within with yourselves, you know. And so is that your general outlet? Is that what you guys use right now? Is like, or do you got like a community that you're plugged into, Caesar? That's like locked in to have those conversations that you feel good. No, about? usually it's me. I'm I'm the starter usually. Um, it's kind of. I don't go anywhere, or is that what you mean? I'm, I'm, I'm looking yeah. So, like, how do you how do you express yourself now, man? How do you kind of deal with like uh, how do you verbalize what you what you've kind of went through and like your your experiences in the post? I don't. Kind of I don't. I haven't yet, and that's why I think podcasting is really important. Yeah. Um, I feel like once once I start to to, to speak, my I don't want to do this, but I have to because I know I learned a lot of things from a lot of other veterans that just told me straight up, like you know. Um, it's not your fault. It's okay. No big deal. You know, like just not. I want to just explain my personal experiences. You know, like things that I did, things that that I did to get better, things that I didn't that that don't help. You know, like just be open so that people can say, "Damn, you know, I'm not the only one." And that's something yeah, right. that, that that I want to be able to just just pour myself out. And even if it's only a few people, um, yeah. she knows I'm getting like really. Yeah, but if going back on that, I have. Uh, for years had been this open about this stuff you know i got him to come into that world i guess so yeah man i have i'm i have a lot of outlets for this i deal with a lot of artists i have a nice collective of of, of creatives around me for what i do you know so uh, again i was saying i have a spot on the east side of chicago pretty much is like veteran space it's the same thing but in my own way you yeah, know a bunch of artists and, that's kind of yeah, how i got inspired yeah too. yeah i have a, a lot of different artists that will come i'll definitely you know and even like mentor kids that i'll meet off the, the street over there and i'll have uh, you know I'll probably over the years at least like 50 different people that have, i've been able to engage in these conversations uh and the walks of life are crazy you know from gangbangers that are still in that life to artists that are trying to make it to any anything you could think of i've seen sure like sure. all the good and the bad like the really bad uh, i don't want to go too deep into it <laughs> into the bad stuff but i've been in all the worst situations out here in in, in northwest indiana that you could think of and seeing the the life seeing the families how they are and it, br- it breaks my heart you know like to see that because I love this place, you know, and seeing that uh, again, it motivates me. Like, oh, we gotta make this better. Like, and I'm not saying we're gonna change it, but at least we're we could help. That's all that matters. Yeah. Like I told him, I don't even fear, care man. about the end result because that doesn't even matter. It's so we're so far deep in a problem in our communities that it doesn't matter. If That's we're, why it's we easy to quit. It. Yeah. Because it, it, after I, I seen that it's gonna take years and <laughs> years. It might even take the rest of my life to to, to just make uh, to make the impact that I want, yeah. but 
and even going back to that, I was I I have mentors that are older than me that have been doing community stuff for thirty years. So I'm just like, oh, I'm barely getting started. These guys motivate me. They've been doing the same thing I'm doing for thirty years. What? And and not only that, they they look to me as like the young guy to be like, okay, it's your time now. You take charge. Now. Sure. You know, I had those conversations, especially on the south side of Chicago. You know, and getting that blessing. You know, it, to me, it's just like it means so much. It's like, oh wow, I'm uh, I'm in that position now. Like, uh, I have to maximize it. I can't let you down. You know, sure. Uh, and again, I talk about that all the time. There's people that have been doing what I'm doing for for decades out there in the inner city. Uh, so it's just an honor to be part of that. You know, for from my perspective, it's an honor to to even just be involved in in any type of help. It isn't like again, it doesn't even matter. Uh, like I tell them. I go, I go through, I don't even uh, market any of this stuff that I do or talk about it. I don't even put my name on anything. That's, that's kind of what it started. He's yeah. like, man, I got to tell you, I got to tell you a story. Can we record it? <laughs> and I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, told him, I told him a story and I won't go too deep into it because I, I can't, just I can't say it on, on, uh, on audio publicly. and audio for publicly. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I told him real life stuff that I deal with in the inner, inner city youth doing what I'm doing. And I, I, I let it all out real stuff that I see that I encounter that I'm involved with that everything because there's people that I know that I grew up with family and all that that are still in that life you know and are a part of that life and that's my reality and I used to be ashamed to talk about that you know like and let people know like yeah this is this is an ex-convict he's just got out of jail you know he was in jail seven years but that's that's fam you know, yeah, right, like, right. And, and it be okay with it and don't not care what people judge me or who I'm around or, or what I associate with because I know I'm good and what I do, I focus on me and that shouldn't have to do with, with anything, you know. Uh, but I told him some real life stuff, like okay. real life. I'll probably release when I'm like in 30 years when we could publicly what, he, release he told it. me, he's like, man, I record so much. He's like, I record confessions on my phone. And it, yeah, like, and that was my escape, <laughs> yeah. recording myself talk about because I couldn't tell anybody what was going on it was just too much it was it was it's craziness you know down I'll give you a little bit down to uh public corruption in 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 both the police department and in city hall from where I'm from and I see that and I've lived through that <laughs> I know guys that got indicted they're in jail right now that worked in politics in northwest Indiana sure it's a big problem here too I was in that world I used to work for you know the city of East Chicago, so I was deep into that, and I saw what was going on from that side. Like, oh, you guys are the guys in charge, but how are you worse than the gangbangers? You know, and that's reality hitting me, and and me figuring that out and saying, oh wait, this is what's going on here. Oh, time out, time out. Let's refocus. This is real life. This is really happening right now, and it, it sucks. And you know, it sucks. It sucks. That's the way things are. Like. It is what it is. This is what they always tell me. Down to the cops. And I'll, I'll, I'll say that right now. Down to the cops. They will tell you. They, they do some stuff in our communities that is not right. And what, what do they tell me? It is what it is. And, yeah. and those are tough conversations to have. Even right now, I'm like cowering up, like, oh yeah, man, I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> like, he, used to, he, used to, he came to me. He's yeah. like, he's like, he, that the, he's having trouble booking cops for an event for, for the youth. What? How are you having trouble booking cops? Like, you know what I mean? Like that. This is just a small thing. Like, you know, you think everybody would want to help and donate. Yeah. Like, you know, 
I shouldn't have said anything. No, it's, no, no, it's all good. It's, I mean, guess but, it's, but no, no, this is where he, he, he I would have never expected it. You know, like, and I, the problems that he was coming up with, I was like, why are those, why are you, how is that an issue? I don't see that an issue. He's like, and it, he, he kind of showed me the backside of like the, the, you know, like, you can't help too much sometimes because you're going to rattle some cages. And this is something that, that like, yeah. like if, if say example, I go, I'm not going to, I don't want to talk about that, <laughs> but I, I don't want to. No, yeah, in doing you know, something different, you're going to rattle some cages because there's a status quo that they have going on mm-hmm. and have been for years. 100%. Yeah, definitely. So they see, even though we're good-hearted and we're trying to do something good, they don't see it that way from their perspective. They're like, oh, you're making what I'm doing transparent or what I'm not mm-hmm. doing transparent. Oh, guess what? Why aren't any of the councilmen helping the community? Hmm, you've been in office for how many years now? And how, how can myself and my group of, of people do more help with our own pockets in our own time than you have in 30 years? It doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. And, that again, that's reality hitting us and being like, okay, that's okay. It's okay. Like I always say, it's okay. Then we got to be the ones to change it and, and take that burden of make, making that change. And it sure. sucks. It sucks. But, hey, if this is something we're, we're dedicated to, then... It, we have to do it. We have to swallow, swallow, and be like, okay, that's what we're up against. So let's let's go ahead and let's put that into the game plan. Oh, we know that this is how this is run out here. Cool. Now we know how to move better, maneuver ourselves. So, oh yeah, man. You know, oh, yeah, and yeah. without going fully into detail, but it's real out here. I'll tell people uh, that aren't you know for your audience that may not know what goes on in certain you know like. Well, I think most people, yeah. you know, it's crazy, man, because um, a lot of the audience that we have is like uh, they're all mainly um, implants from Illinois, and I think mm-hmm. that's what generally happens with this area is that it's been the growth stand, and like mm-hmm. anytime Illinois is kind of in a bad space or whatnot these people keep coming up there and then like there's those people from the north that are north of 30 that also start to migrate south so it's like this whole melting pot this area is which is really interesting you know so i think a lot of people can relate to what the story is for that for sure um and if it's not in like your specific situation it's something that they can relate to in their own because i think that's what we're dealing with like here in particular is at least i'm 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 paraphrasing a little bit, so correct me if I'm wrong. But it's just about dealing with those those forces that have that authority, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then it's subjective on how that authority needs to be used. So mm-hmm. every single situation, whether or not it's um, um, sociological or whether it's something that's just based on a geography, right? Whether it's economic, um, all those things come down to a head when um, everyone needs different needs. Mm-hmm. Everyone has different needs, right? So for you guys, it's a completely different need than what, say, Griffith is. Yeah, and for definitely. Griffith, it's a completely different need than Crown Point. I think the further you get away from that, the spectrum becomes a little bit, the, the gap's larger, yeah. right? Because I think it's kind of like, it's, yeah. it's smaller than in each place. Like, East Chicago is not much different than Hammond. Hammond's not much different than Griffith. Griffith's not much different from Cherville. Yeah. Cherville's not much different from Crown Point. But you put, you put <laughs> Crown Point against East Chicago, yeah. that's worlds away, yeah. if that makes sense. Any yeah, sense. no, definitely. That's, wow, that's total right. sense. That was, yeah, that yeah. Was, uh, so I'm gonna make that into a shirt. <laughs> that's a long shirt. It's gonna be a long, oh, it's, it's gonna, gonna have to back. go it's into the pants. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it's true, you know. And so it's like everyone's got those different needs, and how do you reflect that, and how do you make that change? And I think that's what ev- I think that's a human thing. Everyone's dealing yeah. with that right now. Yeah. And I could tell you 50 different things that we're dealing with from an adversity standpoint that may not be completely specific to you, but you can relate to. Yeah, definitely. You know definitely. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, and again, uh, it's all out there. You could read it in the newspaper. NWI Time does all these reports. You just seen what happened with the sheriff. You've yeah. seen, look at the numbers. It's all there. So there's no denying what one of the problems is out here. 
with corruption. And, you know, again, sure. I, I, it, that's a big problem in this area specifically. Uh, it's been that problem for decades, too. So it's not something that's new. Um, but again, that's just one little aspect of the problem. You know, that's not that, the for problem. For sure, man. That's just one little thing that we still have to correct. And uh, I think it's up to us to do it. As a whole, not just one person, it's all of us to change that culture, to change that, uh, to change everything out here for the better. You know, make yeah. our, our surroundings better, not just for our community, for your, for all of our community. Well, yeah, it's all man. one in the same. Well, and that's what the reason why I started this, dude, is like, and, and just being like completely transparent is, um, I grew up so I grew up north of thirty, mm-hmm. um, in my my adolescent stage. So I got a chance to kind of ingrain myself into that culture a little bit. Um, and then south of 30, from like ninth grade to, you know, like I said, 2003 or whatever. And then I actually went to school at Purdue University North Central. So I was way in like the Porter County LaPorte side. And they're all three completely different things. The cultures are completely different. And I could, you know, and I've lived through them all for at least an extended period of time. Um, and I'm finding out that a lot of the problems is because of the current setup that's already happening from a media standpoint. So yeah. the Times is covering what they want to cover. You know, um, the Lake Shores are covering what they want to cover. Um, it's usually mainly revenue generated and funded, and mm-hmm. so they're trying to focus on that aspect of it. I think what I'm more interested in is creating a one community. So we're not in while there's while those one things have to happen, those little areas. I'm interested in having those culture clashes. I'm interested in having those guys like you guys from East Chicago coming south, and I'm interested in going up there. You know, and just kind of creating a different thing, man, because that's how it starts. You yeah, know? and I commend you for that. That's yeah. so awesome. I was talk, talk, telling him about about that exact thing. I'm like, man, what you're doing is so mm-hmm. amazing. Like, I commend you. Like, I appreciate it. So that. I'm honored to even be here, honestly. Oh, well, like, thanks, Really, man. really, you know, uh, I am. So people like you are so essential right now. Yeah, you have man. no idea. You probably, you know, years from no, now, yeah. you realize what, what, it, what it is, even for, for people like us. You people know? that don't have a voice. You yeah, know, like yeah, people that of... don't have a voice. We need outlets. Everyone yeah. wants to tell their story. Everyone wants to, you know, especially in this day and age, the, you know, YouTube era, internet age we're living in, you know, there's so much information out there. And like you said, everyone has their own narratives that they have sure, to tell. Man. So it's better to have one that's kind of just like, not fully, you know, biased. It's kind of just for the people, and this is what I feel like this is. So I cool, commend man. you again, well, man. Great job. Well, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I know it's funny to hear that perspective because while we're doing this every day, I don't feel that, you know, mm-hmm. I still don't feel like I have a voice, you know. Um, so I guess any time that we're, anyone's listening is really cool, and we're just trying to stay true to who we are and be authentic and kind of go along those concepts, you know, and try to get. And like you, like you guys are saying, man, um, I guess maybe from an outside perspective, saying what you're saying makes it feel like we're, we're like accomplishing things. And inside these walls, we feel like we still got a million to accomplish, things to accomplish, you know. And we're facing our level of adversity, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's an antiquated guard around this area that's trying to do whatever they can and not collaborate as well. So we've got our own form of enemies yeah, yeah. filing up, you know. And so anytime that we're not, like you said, breaking that status quo, it's going to create ripples you know and so i think that's where i love about that subculture and i love about that one community side of things is that we can really kind of i guess you know slam those walls down you know and drop them off because it's there's no reason for them to be up there and that's the essence of our area here 219 like all of us you know our culture as a whole you know that's the beauty people always talk about the negative side of, of of 
our culture here. And see, that's what drives me yeah. crazy, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like, nothing will drive me more insane than, like, telling me that, like, this is the place of broken dreams and we're, like, mm-hmm. the shadows of Chicago. Yeah, exactly. It drives me insane. It's like, why can't we be Brooklyn to Manhattan? Right. Yeah, why exactly. can't we be? You exactly. Know? This is exactly what I, I, I fully believe in. That's so awesome, man. Cool, that yeah. philosophy is exactly what I, I believe awesome, in. Awesome, man. Awesome. And I, I think, you know, hopefully the technological age is doing that more for people. And, and I'm not, you, you and I, or us three, are the only ones yeah. sharing that philosophy, you know? Because I, I feel like, when people do get around it, they get around it. And this is a, and, and what you guys are doing is awesome. And we got to figure out a way to work as a community to make it all happen. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's these pillars of this community, dude, that like the Strax and the Nipscos and um, the Arcelor Middles and these people that I don't think and there's a very real human side of it all. Right. So they're all marketing people. They all have their funds and they all put it in there. and They do a lot of great stuff. Um, I would love to kind of reassess what that looks like and see how we can maybe better use some funds from across the board and see how we can maybe start to help and use our exposure and generation from a marketing perspective to create that fire too, you know? And that'd be awesome. So if I don't know where that looks and I don't know what this is going to be. I don't know if this is going to be in 60 days, man. Yeah, definitely. You that's know? the excitement of it. And what we do, even myself as a creative, that's the excitement of, of everything we do. It's yeah, new. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. You just, you know, you go with the flow. You And, and, and what I was telling him that I wouldn't do for years. I didn't never enjoyed the ride. I always looked at it as um, like, yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, it's work, and I never enjoyed the the ride. So there's to no speak. time to. Yeah, yeah. There's no time to. Like like Caesar was talking earlier, man. Sometimes that mentality becomes a distraction in itself. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, so it's like it's like one at bat. You're only as good as your last at bat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> unfortunately, you know. So it's like that's really what we're trying to strive for, and it, it drives me insane. It's my own conflict in my head. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. is that competitive spirit? You know, so I definitely can relate to that, man. And, you know, one thing I'd like to kind of, you know, like I said, I know when you, when you guys got here that we talked about collaborating, but like, I see this as a community thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, while I'm the kind of the face of it right now, I'm hoping to kind of like, I guess I can remain kind of being like the spokesperson, if we're gonna call it that. But I really want people to start to kind of, in, you know, be a part of it and kind of add to this. And so like having that film background, having the podcast side of things is like really cool. So if there's any way we can collaborate and get some of that exposure stuff on what you guys are doing and maybe, but my strengths mainly like producing, so like I'm I'm usually pretty good at like defining an idea, synchronizing it, and making it happen. So that's kind of my strength. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. There's I don't hold cameras. There that's what these dudes. Yeah, that's what yeah, these exactly. guys do. They're all awesome yeah. at that stuff. You know, <laughs> I just all, let them. I get out of their way. <laughs> you know, just yeah. to just get out of their way and let them do their thing. This is my life. All this, you know, and that's what a lot of people find bizarre about myself uh, because I live my life a certain way where every day the focus is on my craft. Like every day, I don't watch TV. I don't. I rarely watch TV. I don't watch. I haven't watched Netflix. I haven't watched anything. Like I don't he enjoy over, anything. He comes over once a week to watch something with me. Yeah, out. Like yeah, I'm yeah. trying to break that, like because I don't do that. And yeah, I, yeah. I figured out, like, wait a minute, it's not good to be fully just in one world because you got to learn. Hey, finally, just just, just yeah, recently, man. he's like, yeah. you know what, I'm gonna come over and you know yeah. to take a break because sometimes we to fucking. I I did my whole house like ten times already. Like literally, like I was a month of December. I had did sixteen hour days where I was constantly working, and like, now it's just all intellectual and like, you know writing stuff down and getting stuff down. There's no more actual manual labor for me, labor for me. So it's been it's been like depression has been knocking at my door because sure, it's, like, I haven't been able to stay as busy. So like me leaving the house this is mentally as exhausting as having a work day yeah. for me oh yeah mental, yeah, yeah. mental yeah, stuff yeah. so yeah i'm gonna sleep like a baby tonight. And, and, <laughs> and that's what again opening conversations of that because i realized the reason i did that was to to suppress my mental uh depression 
and coming to terms with that was very hard for me, you know, and saying like, oh, there's a reason I don't do all this other stuff is so I don't think about the real issues that I'm dealing with. And uh, he helped me bring that to light by seeing open opening discussion and seeing what he's going through. And again, be like, oh, wait, uh, that's what I'm, I feel the same thing. And I felt like that since I'm a kid. Yeah. Learning what anxiety is. We were never taught that. Then it hit me like, oh, that's anxiety. Oh, and then it was like a flashback. Like, you know, I went back to every instance when I was a kid, dating back to kindergarten, you know, like sure, I sure. felt that all that time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and we were never taught again. We were just, you know, as humans not taught that. Well, and still I, to this day, man, yeah. how many people actually go to therapy? Yeah, I, exactly. I'd never have. I would. Yeah. I'd, I'd be open to it. I'd like to check it out because, like, you know, you're talking. We're talking about having mentors in life, dude. Like, what about mentors when it comes to mental, mental, mm-hmm. mental problems? Because, like, we all have them. We're all human beings, you know. So it's like, I don't have a mentor that kind of deals with it. I guess the way I kind of uh, express that is through church, you know, and trying to at least pick up something spiritual out of it. But I mean, I'll be lying to say I get something out of it every time I go. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like no one's really kind of, you know, I, I, I'm guessing we all can relate to that. No one's really kind of like. Yeah, we're all kind of, you know, this is why you're feeling this way and this is yeah. how you fix it. Yeah. It's not really how no, that works. Not. Exactly. Even you know? even that, you know, uh, scientists are still trying to figure that out. So it's, it's relatively, relatively new, you know, like them, the studies and all that with PTSD and the effect of war and all that stuff. Sure, you man. Know? Of course, it's been around for a, a while, but they're getting deeper into resolving that on a scientific thing. And again, they're learning too. So we're all learning <laughs> oh, yeah. to deal with this. So uh, I just feel like, the arts is very yeah. essential or is the tool that helped me bring that to light and, oh, yeah, and be man. okay with it. So I feel like I'm not saying it's the end all be all, but it could help a few people along the way, you know, exposing them to this, this world. So cool, man. Yeah. Well, is there any place you guys can uh, be found at? Um, what is it? WordPress? WordPress, mm-hmm. right? It's uh, veteranspace. WordPress.com. WordPress.com. We, cool. haven't, we haven't bought the domain. Get the, the URL, Caesar. Come I on. I don't know dude. anything about all these things. <laughs> I'm still learning. Like, I, he literally. Um, when I've. Ah, never mind. I forgot I was going to go with that. But every time he comes over, I'm working on something, dude. You know, like, I've yeah, changed. Yeah, taught him how to make the website. Yeah. Oh, so, cool. Uh, whatever, like, it, cool. Took, uh, it took. I uh, probably like 20 hours, maybe. Yeah. So, but I taught him how to use WordPress and kind of just nice. do everything. And I did all the images. So, so for now, him. now, I, every time I go to a store or business, I was like, I wonder if they have a website. Yeah. <laughs> you have to know how easy it's it is. It's funny how it makes you more aware of that, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Being in so, the digital marketing yeah. thing, we're always looking at people's like social media. It's like, dude, we could be doing, we could be killing it for them, you know? Yeah. If we uh, it. You can find me on Instagram. That's the main uh, social platform I, I, I utilize at Miguel C two one nine M I G U uh, E L C two one nine and I cool. always rep the two one nine. Awesome, I love yeah. home. You know, I think we're the best. I always tell people that we produce the best talent, the best everything. Yeah, I feel our culture is the best, and that's just me. You know, people are like yeah, whatever, man. It's lame over there. I'm like, mm, no, no, not from my know. perspective. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's a lot of cool people doing really cool yeah, stuff exactly. here. So exactly. Hopefully, we get to see more of that. Definitely. Right. And so, yeah. Uh, thanks for guys for coming in, man. It's awesome. Oh man, I appreciate, appreciate it. Man. it. Thank um, you. You can find us at uh, local two one nine on uh, all across different platforms. So we got the the uh, Twitter at local underscore two one nine, Instagram's local two one nine, Facebook local two one nine, and uh, we just launched a Snapchat that we had a team meeting about today that we'll see how that kind of goes. That's an experiment right now. Um, and you can find these uh, podcasts if you're listening to it right now. You've already found it on one of the platforms, but we're on SoundCloud and iTunes. 
Um, so check that out. Again, guys, thanks for coming in, man. Really appreciate it. No, seriously. Thank, Thank you. you. Cool. All right. And uh, so that is where we'll leave it. And uh, take care. Have a good week. Three, two, one, out. <laughs>